And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed. We don't give enough credit to signs, and we really should. That sign over there tells you great French fries. That sign over there tells you this is your exit. And look at that legendary sign. It's the Motel 6 sign. It tells you a great night's rest at a great price. Book online at motel6.com. And use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. Look for the signs. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a great price when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letter CP. Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel6.com. That's a great deal. And that's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the planet, 866-90-RED-EYE. He is Eric Harley, and uh, I'm Gary McNamara. Download our Red Eye Radio app today. And if you can't listen to one of our great radio stations overnight, you can listen when and where you want on your smartphone. And your uh, smartphone's Bluetooth speakers. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Always sounds great when you've got great Bluetooth speakers. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so we were just, we've been talking about it here a little bit. It was three years ago uh, this week that we started locking down for COVID. Yeah. And I started thinking, remember, I remember going to the store. Remember how the shelves were empty of paper towels and toilet paper? You couldn't find anything. You know what I remember? I I went to a, because you had a number of, uh, 24 hour, uh, Walmart was 24 hours. Um, a number of retailers were, and I remember going to one retailer that's not too far from here, a few minutes North and someone walked up to the door and then someone came to the door, unlocked it and then let them in. And I'm like, is this part of it now? Because remember, too, they would. There were times when they would limit certain businesses would limit how many people could come in mm-hmm. at a time, mm-hmm. and that was kind of short lived. But I thought, is this going to be a part of it? And the guy was putting a sign on the door: "We are no longer twenty four hours." Wow! And I said, you know, I was like, "So when do you open?" He goes, "We're going to open at eight a.m." So that was about 6 a.m. that morning. And I was looking for paper towels, specifically. And I ended up driving around. I I don't remember when it was, but it was later that morning before I actually found any. And it was was the start of a, a whole new thing. And retailers now. Still haven't gone back to, Walmart hasn't gone back to the 24. And a number of them probably won't. In fact, I I had read 
where it's, again, the workforce where they can't find enough people to do that. And they also are looking at it, and, and they weren't saying this, and the Walmart CEO didn't include this part of it when he talked back in, I don't know, it was a couple months ago, warned that they were going to have to close stores, which they're now doing, if they couldn't get ahead of the shoplifting. But shoplifting is really bad in the overnight hours and always has been. They have a greater rate of shoplifting in those hours when they don't, when they're not fully staffed. That's Mm -hmm. just always been the case. And so a lot of businesses just couldn't afford to do that because they could not staff it to the, to the point where they could keep things on the shelf. And so it didn't make sense for them to, to open. And now you just don't have the workforce to support a 24 hour operation. There are some, you know, the, the, drive-throughs have you know some of the drive-throughs have gone back to 24 hours but it's not like it used to be in our area you could you could go um in pretty much every direction and within a few minutes of where we're sitting right now there was always something 24 hour operation and it's like a restaurant or retail and now it's just convenience stores I remember Brian giving us these letters. I can't even remember where they came from. Remember the letters that allowed us to come to work and back? Mm-hmm. Were they government issued? I can't remember. I think they were Brian issued. Brian came up with them. Brian just <laughs> issued. <laughs> so they were counterfeit. Yeah. Wow. Department of Homeland Security. Mm-hmm. We had letters because remember, and these are the things. I mean, even I, I, I forget about them. You just you're, you're moving on with life. We're on a you know, mission from God. Three years, <laughs> three years later, yeah, we're on a mission from God. <laughs> Gad, Gad, exactly. Yeah, you have to say it correctly. Gad um, yeah. from the Blues Brothers. Yeah. People, we're not being sacrilegious, folks. We're just no, in, no. We'll be uh, sacrilegious in the next. Yeah, segment. that's yeah. This next segment. <laughs> because that's what we're about here at Red Eye. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> but I, I remember putting it into my, you know, my little, my uh, uh, European handbag that I take to work. Yeah, your Merce. <laughs> uh, that comes directly. It's from all the rage today. But <laughs> and and remember, you can only go to work or to the supermarket. Uh-huh. Remember that? Uh-huh. And if you get caught, you better have your papers. Yeah. I remember that discussion. Well, yeah, it w- what- and it was just a discussion. Yeah. Because it, it never, ever got to a point of enforcement. No, no, it was no. I, I don't think any police department, <laughs> they said, no, we're too busy. We're not going to be enforcing uh, that. And then remember, they closed the parks. Tom Brady went to prison. Or something. I forgot about the Tom Brady thing. Yes. Remember that? He had just gone to Tampa. Oh, I forgot. He was in a park outside of ours. Yeah, you you can't do that in New England. There's only like one month out of the year in New England that you can actually, you know, it's it's warm enough to go outside. Well, he was in Florida now. He wanted to go to the park. Well, do you remember (laughs) then? Then we went, because this must have been, because at this, right at this time, it was no masks. Uh, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and then a month. Don't you dare from, wear one. Then about a month from now, it was masks. Mm-hmm. 
But I remember when they started opening up some of the parks. And remember people furious because there's people jogging and people maybe on bicycles and somebody wouldn't have a mask on. Yeah. And they were screaming at them for not having. All that was useless. Yeah. All that was wrong. Well, all that was false. But I remember the there were like altercations of 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 jo- you know joggers you know passing by each other and somebody didn't have a mask on when they were jogging. Mm-hmm. Remember even the masks outside. Mm-hmm. Wow. No, there is still a biking and walking path that has the remnants of the stickers. Please maintain social distancing, and it's only a few miles from here. Now, they're pretty much worn away for the most part, but you can still see them. People were out in force trying to flatten their own curve, and they couldn't do it. (laughs) Trying to flatten my curves, and you, you people are telling me I need to go home. And this is, you know, that was the insanity. And here's what happened. There was, you know... It, it really was the, you know, the, the world's longest snow day. Think about it. Well, people have to work from home. Oh, my gosh. We're going to need computers. And then all of a sudden, Best Buy is out of everything. <laughs> when people hadn't shopped, and again, right. no, no disrespect to the people at Best Buy, but quite frankly, we'd kind of moved away from that. And electronic stores, you know, we were all shopping on Amazon mm-hmm. and... All of a sudden, you couldn't get – it was all on back order because companies were buying computers for people to work at home. And then people were working at home and then school from home and then everything from home and then delivery on everything, anything and everything. Now, delivery had already started, but, man, it ramped up during that period. And it really was like the world's longest snow day. And then after that, all of a sudden, oh, wait a minute. You mean I was on my feet for eight, ten hours a day as a server? I really don't want to do that for a living anymore. Understandably, but it changed our mentality no, completely no. as a workforce. Uh, and I remember, uh, I remember the only socializing I did for a while. I mean, thank goodness for... My late cat Mango, who got helped get me through the first, especially the first four or five months of COVID. Mm. Remember when you really didn't go anywhere? Everything was closed, right? You know, and I remember you could get ah, oh, because I remember the Taco Place Brewery; they were open, and I don't know why they. Could, I forgot why they could open. They had like stickers or something that they were giving out. And I can't remember what that was about. Uh, that was, you could, if they were serving food, they could be open. That was it, and, yes. But you couldn't, if yeah. you were just primarily a bar, you couldn't, yes. and I don't know how many states had this, but I know Texas had it. Uh, I heard the story of other states having it. But but essentially, you had to serve food with alcohol in order to, that, to be open. I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, well, I remember going having a um, a dentist appointment, and on my way home, I wanted to go to Guitar Center, and I couldn't. It wasn't open. <laughs> it was like noon, 
And I was like, oh, man, there's a, the guitar center right across from my dentist. And I want to go. But there was a point where you couldn't go to the parks. You couldn't go golfing. The golf yeah. courses were closed. Right. And and I remember the only socializing I did was cutting my lawn. Mm-hmm. And you're out there, you know, the cutting cutting your lawn. And, you know, the neighbors are talking. It's like, well, you know, stand the other side downwind. Oh, my God, nobody was catching COVID that way, being yeah. outside. Right. But that's how paranoid everybody was. Yeah. You know, yeah. you stand downwind from me. I'm not going to stand downwind from you. I could catch the virus. Right. And I remember that had on when it would be a nice sunny day in that in that early spring of 2020 where we're doing lawn work and that was the socializing and everybody would stay, you know, 15 feet away from each other. Right. Like, I remember oh being in a it was a huge <laughs> shopping center about five minutes north of here. And I had gone there because there's a furniture store there that had something that I wanted to look at. And I pulled up and I went up and the door was locked. They were closed. But next to me, there were people just uh, next door at this other place. People just, I mean, piling in. And it was, again, it was, uh, it was a Friday and it was somewhere around noonish. And people were piling in. I hadn't noticed what that business was. I stepped out from under the awning and looked up at the sign. It was a massive liquor store, a huge one, I mean, a, a big supermarket size liquor store. Yeah, the liquor store. Remember the liquor stores were open. Yeah, it's like no, no, no. We we ha- we must sedate the masses. Oh man, and, and this <laughs> one was hopping. People were pouring in there. Uh, and then I remember when they finally opened the golf courses, mm. and it could only be one person to a cart. So mm. they jacked the price up if you wanted to golf, mm. and then they limited the number of people on the golf course, right. which was ridiculous. Yeah. It was totally ridiculous. I remember you had to pay by credit card. You had to prepay, and then you showed up. You could walk inside the building. There was like a path. Everything else was closed, but the path, there was like two paths. One went to the, like roped off. One went to the bathrooms inside, and the other one went, and it was about 15 feet from the counter where you just say, yes. I'm here already. You know, everybody had to prepay. Yeah. I'm I'm checking in, and you had to wear your mask. They have the mask, and then I remember uh, going out. There was no water. Mm-hmm. There was no ball. You know, the ball washes where you, you wash the golf balls. Mm-hmm. None of them. Nothing was on the golf course uh, at all. Yeah, and there was no. You know, there was no cart lady. There was no food. There was nothing. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I remember a, a taking a sword fighting class. And they said, you're going to have to use a mirror. You can't have any more. There's just one person at a time. And that didn't help. <laughs> you were, you figured out every move from I the did. opposition. I could see everything. I <laughs> every- did. It's, it's like I could feel what the my opponent was going to do. Yeah, it's like it's, I knew ahead of time. It's almost like fighting yourself. Yeah, almost. 866-90-RED-EYE. Mountain snowpack accumulations in the Sierra Nevada range continues to grow, perhaps reaching as much as 50 inches of water equivalency once storms pass through the area later this week and approaching near record territory towards the end of the snowpack season. 
USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey says this bodes well for both improved water storage in California reservoirs and negating the impacts of long-term drought in the Golden State. However, perhaps the most significant remaining drought impact that we're seeing in California's Central Valley and other parts of the state, lingering groundwater shortages. It's taking time for that moisture to percolate down deep into the soil and into the groundwater reserves. That should continue to improve as we see snowmelt and runoff for the remainder of the spring and into the summer. But that is really the lone lingering major drought impact that we're continuing to see in California. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. This report is made possible by Cenex Roadmaster XL Premium Diesel and Sitco Lubricants. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. And you know what I remember, too? I just thought about this one. Hmm. Remember then when they said, okay, everybody has to wear a mask, and then you couldn't find masks anywhere? Yeah. And then they were going to produce them, but you had to have a mask order to walk into a store. Mm -hmm. So, But if you didn't have a mask, remember they had those things you could wear around your neck and then pull up, what what were those called? Yeah, the gaiters. The gaiters, yes, Mm -hmm. the gaiters. They still do, yeah. Yeah, so so I've got the, uh, I've got, they still do what? They still, they're still everywhere. A lot of guys will wear them outside. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. If they do outdoors. Them. But yeah. but then remember, I got I got a bunch of them, mm-hmm. and so I'd wear them. And all of a sudden, remember they banned the gators. Mm-hmm. It's like, sorry, you need to have a mask. It's like I got used to the gators. Well, and they would change companies would change policy based on whatever, almost like they would change it based on a social media post. Yeah, it was just. It was just bizarre, but we're just we're just rehashing because it was three years ago this week that really the lockdown started with COVID. Yeah, uh, this is something you know. You and I talked earlier today about and yesterday about Social Security, and the head of the CBO uh, said, mm, "Sorry, we have to do something drastic. Hmm. Otherwise, ten years from now, there'll be a twenty five percent cut." France was partly brought to a standstill yesterday as millions of protesters took to the streets in one of the biggest strike actions ever, rejecting the government's proposed pension reform bill, Mm. which would include uh, raising the legal retirement age from 62 to 64. Workers across all sectors turned out in force to show their disapproval in nationwide demonstrations. Mm. According to the CGT Trade Union, up to 3.5 million protesters were in the streets across the nation. Looking to pile pressure on lawmakers, France's more hardline union said there would be rolling strikes which could go on for days, at least in some sectors. They were uh, blocking refineries, workers from going into refineries, all because, and remember, the age is 62 there, they wanted to raise it to 64. Yeah. We're at 67 in the United States, and it's going to have to go up. Yeah, no, that's, you know, I, it, and I suspect that's going to happen sooner than later. Yeah. I think that's going to be politically, that's going to be the easiest by comparison. It's not going to be easy by any stretch, but it's going to be the easiest compared to other things that are also going to have to be done. 
you move the because here's why I say that the polls show repeatedly that younger people believe Social Security won't be there anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, if that's the case, then politically you believe you can. And, and the point is, when you move up that retirement age, then that's going to apply to people born in a certain year. And if that applies to them and they already don't have confidence that it's going to be there, then you're not going to have that the same political backlash that you would on other moves. Except the fact that if they're still paying Social Security. Oh, no, they're paying it. And as they long, know it. If they're paying they Social Security now. And, and not going to collect. But yeah. once once that becomes law, though. Mm-hmm. Well, is, they'll collect. Right. They'll just be 95 when they do. <laughs> <laughs> And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CPREDEYE, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the -the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley taking your calls. 1-866-90-RED-EYE. And he's Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. Well, uh, the uh, Fed chairman mm. was in front of the Senate yesterday, in front yeah. of the Senate Banking Committee, Jerome Powell, and part of the discussion was the fact that he's, let's put it this way, planning on raising rates uh, higher than they expected a month ago. Mm. And uh, this is a problem, especially, well, it's a problem across the board because uh, uh, talking to a friend of mine in the mortgage business, he said, they raise it a couple more times, we're done. Mm-hmm. We're done. We're out of business. We can't we can't survive with this kind of, you know, with this kind of increase. Um, it's gonna, well, especially it's, it's going from near zero. Right. Because in the past, there have been increases and you've gone from, oh, my parents in the 70s, late 70s, uh, 
it jumped before they closed to 14 percent yeah you know from i don't know where it was when they when they started when they put a contract on the home but um the when you talk about going from zero to i don't know what the fed target ultimate rate would be most believe six percent but that that's a significant massive increase Mm -hmm. because of the fact that i think many people believed that we were going to have zero or close to zero i mean on mortgage rates uh it was two three percent well what a year a little over a year ago Mm -hmm. you know it was at three three between three three and a half on the prime so I want to play some audio with, from Elizabeth Warren. You're like, no, 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 please don't. No, because you can tell what she's worried about. Yeah. And again, she goes through her spiel that, mm-hmm. you know, it's, you know, things like greed and stuff mm-hmm. like that, you know, uh, that is keeping inflation uh, high. And it's interesting. And I one of the reasons I do want to play her is the fact that she was all for the incredible massive spending and would be for much more massive spending that would have made inflation even worse. And so it's... <laughs> it's laughable to see her now being totally concerned about what Powell has to do because what he's talking about is, and they get right into it, in order to do what you need to do in order to bring inflation down, you're saying you've got to cut 2 million jobs. Yeah. Because yeah. that's when you when you take it out of the interest rate and say 2 million people who are working now won't be working again, then you get into some interesting discussion. Here it is. So the Fed has raised interest rates eight times over the last year in what has been the most extreme rate height cycle in 40 years. The Fed's goal is to slow inflation, and your tool, raising interest rates, is designed to slow the economy and throw people out of work. So far, you haven't tipped the economy into recession, but you haven't brought inflation entirely under control either. And maybe the reason for that is that other things are also keeping prices high, things you can't fix with high interest rates, things like price gouging and supply chain kinks and a war in Ukraine. But you are determined to continue to raise interest rates, so I want to take a look at where you're headed. In December, the Fed released its projections on the state of the economy under your monetary policy plan. According to the Fed's own report, If you continue raising interest rates as you plan, unemployment will be 4.6% by the end of the year, more than a full point higher than it is today. Chair Powell, if you hit your projections, do you know how many people who are currently working, going about their lives, will lose their jobs? I don't... uh... I don't have that number in front of me. I will say it's, it's not, it's it's not just an intended consequence. It's well, not, but it is, and it's in your report, and that would be about 2 million people who would lose their jobs, people who are working right now making their mortgages. So, Chair Powell, if you could speak directly to the 2 million hardworking people who have decent jobs today, who you're planning to get fired over the next year, what would you say to them? How would you explain your view that they need to lose their jobs? I would explain to people more broadly that that inflation is extremely high and it's hurting the working people of this country badly, all of them, not just two million of them, but all of them are suffering under high inflation. And we are taking the, the only measures we have to bring inflation down. And putting two million people out of work is just part of the cost and they just have to bear it. 
Will they will will working people be better off if if we just walk away from our jobs and and inflation remains well, five six percent? Let me ask you about what happens if you do this. Since the end of World War II, there have been twelve times in which the unemployment rate has increased by one percentage point within one year. Exactly what you're aiming to do right now. How many of those times did the U.S. economy avoid falling into a recession? You know, it's it's not as black and white as it very just very looking at the numbers. It actually yeah, no, is no. pretty black. Alan Blinder's written a book on this. And, there have and, been twelve times that yeah. we've seen a one point increase in the unemployment in the unemployment rate in a year. That's exactly what your Fed report has put out as the projection and the plan based on how you're going to keep raising these interest rates. How many times did the economy fail? to fall into a recession after doing that out of 12 times. I think the number is zero. I think the number is zero. That's exactly right. So then the question becomes, we've got 2 million people out of work. Can you stop it at 2 million people? Um, History suggests that the Fed has a terrible track record of containing modest increases in the unemployment rate. Once the economy starts shedding jobs, it's kind of like a runaway train. It is really hard to stop. In fact, in 11 out of the 12 times that the unemployment rate increased by a full percentage point within one year, unemployment went on to rise another full percentage point on top of that. If that's what happens this time, we'd be looking at at least 3.5 million people who would lose their jobs. So, Chair Powell, if you reach your goal and 2 million people get laid off by the end of this year, and then, just like in 11 out of 12 times that unemployment has risen by a point in a single year, it keeps on rising, and then we've got 2.5 million people out of work, we've got 3 million people who get laid off, we've got 3.5 million people who get laid off, what's your plan? Well... Right now, the unemployment rate is 3.4%, which is the lowest in 54 years. And we actually don't think that we need to see a sharp or enormous increase in unemployment to get inflation under control. I, I'm look- okay, I just wanted to uh, play, you know, we, we, we basically got where she was going. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're scared to death. Uh, if I was Chairman Powell, I might have re- responded back, well, then, you know, the Democrats shouldn't have been so passionate of spending $6 trillion during a COVID now when we look back when all of that was wrong. So we can look at all the different mistakes and it may not be perfect what I have to do, but these were all caused by these, these, there were, there were causes. Now the problem reason he can't do that is part of the problem of the uh, inflation that we've seen today is also because of the fed policy of buying our own debt, printing money and buying our own debt. So he really can't say that. But as you notice, they never talk about the consequences Elizabeth Warren, who is as liberal as you can get, who would have spent ten trillion if she was able to, mm-hmm. over and over again. Yeah, they they, ne- they never that. They and- never look at well, what got us here to begin with? Why are we doing this to begin with? We're doing this because of the massive spending and the debt created, and then in order to help keep the the uh, interest rates uh, down. You know, with, you know, what you have to pay for treasury bills, you massively print money to buy your own debt, which causes more inflation down the road. And it's just like, I mean, it's, and, and 
Again, I didn't hear her screaming about any of these things a year ago, five years ago. No. No, in fact, we were being told the inflation, uh, you know, uh, uh, up to a certain point, inflation wasn't a problem. It's transitory. Exactly. Right. It wasn't going to be a problem, so let's continue to spend the money. Let's let's talk about the hardship created on every working family. So what it's like is she is... Uh, she is the person who committed the arson. Mm-hmm. And then she's screaming at the firefighter for not being as effective as possible in putting out the fire, which is spreading and causing more damage. Right. No, I, I said that uh, <laughs> it was last year sometime. It is just like the arsonist setting the fire in the back of the house and then running around in the front, pretending like they're going to put it out, like they're going to do something about it. And they were the ones that caused it. Joe Biden at the top of that list. Yeah. And, and and he's done that repeatedly on a number of fronts, not just the spending, but also on the border. They want you to believe that they are that the border is secure <laughs> that they are going to be tough on crime and that inflation's not a bad thing and that we shouldn't do anything about it powell shouldn't do anything about it nothing should be done about it that's what elizabeth warren was saying you shouldn't act at all because now we're at a point where we have the target interest rate right now, the Fed rate, is roughly 4.75. And that has slowed the housing market. So keeping it at a very low interest rate was not going to be a solution. But don't you dare raise it. Fact of the matter is, is what she's trying to do is, is put the blame on on Powell and the Fed completely for this whole thing. They take their share of the blame, but it wouldn't have happened if we didn't spend this kind of money. What I got out of it is she doesn't know what she doesn't know what to do from the problem that she helped create. So she might as well publicly come out. And blame the Fed. Yeah, that's exactly what I was saying. Exactly. She's putting the the blame on him for something that her she and her party were largely responsible for. I'm, again, the Fed doesn't get away without blame. But if we hadn't spent that kind of money, we wouldn't be here with inflation. Uh, now, we played that audio, but it wasn't our audio cut of the day. Here's our audio cut of the day, all right? This comes from the police chief. Of Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. All right. Are you ready? All right. Here we go. Guns off the street. What we got to do, if we really want to see homicides go down, is keep bad guys with guns in jail. Because when they're in jail, they can't be in community shooting people. So when people talk about what we're going to do different or what we should do different, what we need to do different, that's the thing that we need to do different. We need to keep violent people in jail. Right now, the average homicide suspect, the average homicide suspect has been arrested 11 11- times prior to them committing a homicide that is a problem that is a problem 
And it's a problem for Democrats because they're the ones that want to let them out of jail. And he's a Democrat. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, this is in, in these major blue cities right now. Law enforcement's having to fight the policy that 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 put them there. That, by the way, they, as you point out, many of them were, were a part of the, the, the police chiefs. NYPD chief coming out the other day telling businesses they should force people to take their mask off before they come in. They can't find the suspects because the cameras just see a bunch of people with masks come in and rob the place. You must force them to take their masks off. (laughs) And now, police chief in D.C., we've got to keep these people in jail. Nope, that's not what the Democrats want. 866-90-RED-EYE. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. In Red Eye Radio, he's Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 Red Eye. It's just so funny because it's about that time of the day where I know once in a while our... Uh, a great friend of the show, Richard uh, Rosso, financial uh, advisor, analyst, great finance guy. Uh, if he ever comments, it's, you know, and sends me a message, he does it now. And so when we were talking about the Fed and playing <laughs> Elizabeth Warren, I'm thinking, eh, if he's listening, he'll message me. We finished the break. I look, there's the message. <laughs> he writes, Notice she mentions nothing about the massive, irresponsible fiscal spending that ignited the problem, but she's going to put all the blame on Paul, and he's too chicken to say it. (laughs) Great minds think alike. We mentioned that earlier in the show. Thank you, Richard. And, yeah, no no doubt. But I wouldn't be. I would, I would, it would be very clear. Yeah. Listen, it, it is the fiscal policy, and by the way, you know, he's he's right, because in that setting, Powell doesn't have the guts to do that there. But he has mentioned fiscal policy and other Fed chairs have in the past. You know, fiscal policy has to be in check. And as a nation, we have to get that in check. But, you know, uh, the three of us in our audience, we're all our audiences, I'll include his, too, are all preaching to the choir on that one. Right. Yep. Yep. But we are right. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, 
It's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on, right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.